Hello and welcome to Inside Divorce. My name is Hindel Grossman and today I have the pleasure of sitting with Tanya Carter, who's going to talk to us about letting go and moving forward after a divorce. So welcome, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much, Hindel. I'm glad and grateful to be here today. I'm glad to be speaking to you too. So we have a lot of topics to cover, but first I want uh, you to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience. So please. Absolutely. Um, my name is Tanya Carter. I am a marriage and relationship exit strategist. Um, I basically help women navigate through the process of uncoupling um, by, by giving support, advice, very tangible tools and techniques um, to help mitigate any current, you know, lifestyle, you know, just mitigate it as much as possible, but then also a plan of action on moving forward to really reinvent themselves and embrace a new chapter of their lives. I have a podcast called Purposely Thriving Podcast, and I also have a 12-week program called Thrive, um, which is to help people gain those strategies and tools. I'm based out of here, out here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have two children, 20 and 16. 20 and 16. Yeah. Okay. And uh, are you divorced? Yes. I've been divorced yes. for 13 years now. Right. Well, you have some good experience to share. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned something called mitigate lifestyle. What did you mean by that? Well, I think I should have meant mitigate interruptions. You know, mm-hmm. divorce is an interruption, as we all know it to be, and to help mitigate it as much as possible by giving advice is a game changer. Um, most people are left to figure things out, pick up the pieces, maybe not know who to talk to, who can they confide in, people who can really lead with empathy and understanding. And right. so I'm that person that you can you can do that with, right? No shame, no judgment, just really getting clear on what this looks like moving forward so you can still show up at your job, your business, and yeah. even at home with your children, handling your household obligations, because those things don't change. <laughs> you know, life no. still keeps going. And so you're, you're making a lot of decisions um, and maybe even from an emotional place. And so mm-hmm. my goal is to bring some balance to that so I can help you make good decisions. So moving forward, you'll look back and say, you know what, I'm glad that I made this decision in the manner in which I did. Yeah, so it's a very confusing time going through a divorce. Absolutely. Certainly life is upended in ways unexpected. Sometimes the divorce itself is unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, helping people you know, stay focused is important. So you do that as a divorce coach? Yes, because just thinking about where I was, you know, I wish I knew this existed. Maybe it did. I just didn't know it did. Um, mm-hmm. That was back in 2010. Yeah. So I I wish I had someone to just where I could be completely open and honest and transparent, didn't feel the need to put on a facade and Mm -hmm. act as if this didn't matter. It it mattered. It was a big deal to everybody involved. And so um, I found myself reacting very emotionally at times. Yeah. um, Being very angry, uh, upset at times. That's instinct. Right. People's instinct. Right. And Mm -hmm. everyone tells you to just get over it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's not as sim- simple and black and white as, as, as that sounds. And so um, grieving it is a big deal. It's very similar to a death. And um, I really want to help people make this be a chapter of their life, more mm-hmm. so than a, their book, Yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, so what are the things that you learned through your experience and that you think are important to share? Ah, oh. <laughs> It's a big question, huh? 
I've learned so much. I would say one of the biggest things that I learned, two things, being very honest with myself, like practicing radical self-honesty and really realizing that it was up to me on how I wanted to move forward. Mm-hmm. Those were very important to me. So the first one, self-honesty, that's mm-hmm. that's hard. That's really looking at yourself in the mirror and uh, thinking about the ways you react to things and <laughs> what you right and how you want to move through that awful dark, smelly tunnel I talk about, which is the divorce process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And up to me, that suggests that you have a lot more control than you think. Right. Um, sometimes you do, oh, a lot of the times you might feel powerless. You might feel like you don't have any options. You may even construct an unhealthy narrative about who you are after this experience. Because yeah. many of us tie divorce to who we are. And it's like, no, that's just a, something you've been through. Let's not make this be a limitation mm, on, that's a good point. on ourselves. And it's easy to do. Yeah. Unconsciously. Yeah. You mentioned the word uncoupling, which became popular a little while ago. Yeah. And um, kind of conscious uncoupling. But mm-hmm. when you were speaking a minute ago, I was thinking part of the uncoupling is uncoupling yourself from your identity as a divorced person. Absolutely. Um, Not just uncoupling from your partner. Absolutely. So I, um, I titled my book Divorce Your Story because of that, because it was more the story that we tell ourselves more than the experience itself. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't just divorcing the person let's divorce maybe the narrative we have around it the Mm. feelings that we have towards it Mm -hmm. um you know that i'm not enough i'm a failure how am i able to take care of my family like those are narratives that we 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 cultivate and we attempt to live a thriving life off those limited beliefs and so that's really where i focus on more so with the client is making sure that they're in a good mental and emotional state because your children are watching you um, <laughs> and they will pick up a lot on how you function. And I realized that even with myself, I thought I hid it very well, but my daughter humbly remind me that I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually a very brave thing to ask. Did she off, your daughter offer that or did you ask how was I during the divorce or how um, did you see me? Well, she was really young when we got a divorce. She was one years old. But as I said before, you know, this is the part that I didn't divorce the the mentality I had. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of anger mm-hmm. that I didn't even know existed because it was almost like a part of me mm-hmm. that sometimes you don't even see it. And so, of course, when she was older, four or five, well, she's 16 now. But we, we talked about this a while back. And she said, I used to, I remember mom, you used to, you said be so angry. And I didn't even think that that's what I was doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, she has no problem <laughs> expressing herself. So <laughs> she's very vocal. Um, that's a good thing. It's very good. And so, yeah, she, she mentioned that to me. And I was like, I didn't even, I was so caught up in my own feelings that I didn't even see that that's what it was. Yeah. Well, that's a good conversation to have with the kids, huh? Very much so. Um, a lot of apologies. Um, then a lot of me just doing my own work, mm-hmm. which definitely changed how I parented, how I showed up and all the things. Cause I was a provider. I've always gave them the financial portion of it all, but emotionally I really wasn't as stable as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And that was more important being an emotionally healthy parent. Yeah. But you're making two really good points. One is that we are examples for our kids. Yeah. 
And then, you know, we think we're being, even aside from a divorce, we think we're being good parents, and yet you know, we're sometimes we're not being the best parent, as an example. And kids certainly do learn from us. And, and the second thing is having that really honest conversation with your children about a divorce, because it's something that happened to all of you. you yeah. Know, the parents and the children. Yeah. And some people like to forget that it ever, de- you know, the damage it causes. Yeah. And the changes everyone goes through. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. We talked about a Thrive 12-week program. So walk us through what that's like. <laughs> so <laughs> Thrive is, it is an accelerated program. Um, it's something I created. When did I create this program? I would say back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create the program because I needed people to have more of a strategy. I needed people to know tools. I needed people to know techniques on how to really deal with things. And so that's where I created the program. We we tackle a lot of different subjects um, mm-hmm. that are not fun. Actually, this is not a... I'm not going to say it's not a feel-good program, but in the beginning, it does challenge you. And that's mm-hmm. the goal of the program, because mm-hmm. really the goal at this point is to really understand that it's more about you than the divorce itself. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that, you know, people don't have ownership and things, but we can't control, like I, rem- like I said earlier, just really understanding what's in our power. So THRIVE is an acronym that stands for Transforming Through Healing and Rebuilding Intentionally with Vision to Evolve. And so this is now about getting the clarity, courage, and confidence that to, cre- to create a life after. Uh-huh. That's really what it is, that you desire yeah. by design. And yeah. so we, um, we meet twice a week. Um, uh-huh. I tell people, if you're not available, you, you can't sign up. Like, this is not a, I'm going to get on the call and get off and don't do work. You know, you do homework in this program. You, you have to spend mm. at, least, at least four hours a week digging deep. You know, making time for yourself. This is self-care actually mm-hmm. prioritizing you getting deep on your story your relationship story really learning the art of forgiveness really having a deep love appreciation for yourself understanding mm-hmm. your communication style and how mm-hmm. that shows up in your relationships because you know sometimes we repeat a lot of the same things even after divorce you know and so sure. we need to change this right and so knowing our communication style knowing um how to increase our emotional intelligence. That's probably one of my biggest things that I talk about in the program is really learning how to build a better EQ, knowing how to Mm -hmm. manage your emotions, knowing how to feel them, deal with them, seeing what triggers you, putting a name to it, allowing yourself to be vulnerable to those things as opposed to suppressing them and acting like they don't exist. Uh Um, Understanding your numbers financially, which is important too because finances shift when divorces happen. And we need to know where we are, but then we also need to know how we can evolve, right? Because it's not, this is just the, 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 the baseline. So yeah. knowing that you can create and generate more money is definitely a game changer in the program. Yeah. So we touch bases on a lot of different things um, within that program. And even seeing maybe where do you fall? Like, were you the rescuer? Were you the person who I would say just knowing like what type of person you showed up relationally. So it's this, this thing that we go through this exercise that we practice to see where did you fall? What was some of the, how did you show up in your relationships? Just being honest and transparent about it all. It it takes a minute to get there, but when (laughs) when they let go, yeah, that's when it, it, that's when the power happens. 
Yeah, and this is done uh, um, virtually, yes. I presume. Mm-hmm. Virtually, yeah. very small group setting. Um, yeah. Just because I want to make sure that this is a safe space. That's my first priority because when you feel safe, you f- you can you f- you feel okay with opening up and being transparent. Without that, yeah. it's not much we can do. So I'm very keen on safety first. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's interesting what you're talking about the EQ for emotional, well, e, well, emotional intelligence, right? Yes. <laughs> La La Land. I was thinking La La Land. It's something it's a silly expression I use sometimes when people aren't realistic. They're just still in La La Land. Sometimes yeah. they're in La La Land when they get married and they're not mm-hmm. real, realistic about who they're marrying. Yeah. And certainly they can be in La La Land when they're getting divorced about what their life will be like afterward. Yeah. And, um, and the changes that they need to make or even think about. Mm-hmm. And finally, my, I was thinking about, you have to be really perceptive. What you're suggesting to people is be really perceptive about yourself. Yeah. And um, about others, Re- you know, how to read others, what, what, their, what their actions mean, what their words mean, what cool. their body language tells you. Absolutely. Um, when mm-hmm. you start doing, like I tell my clients, when you start doing this work, you'll see everything differently. Mm-hmm. You'll never see anything the same anymore because you're looking at it from a different lens. Mm. And you'll also realize that how people are is more of a reflection of maybe what took place in their lives is more about them rather than you. Just like them, you know, the things, how we show up is a reflection of our experiences and what we've been through, upbringings, all those things. So we're able to realize that making that distinction really frees you Mm -hmm. um, from a lot of different things, a lot of narratives that we tell ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I learned because I'm divorced too mm-hmm. is that um, I was I really wanted to let go of the anger. I just I couldn't carry it around anymore. I said yeah. I can't I can't feel like this all the time. Yeah, it's exhausting. Said, but it is exhausting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just get, um, I was you know self-employed. I could support myself, so I didn't have some of those other financial worries that some people have. But uh, so I didn't feel angry about that. But I felt there's plenty of things to feel angry about. But I just couldn't carry it around, and I obviously didn't want to be angry for my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of weight. Yeah, a lot of weight. <laughs> so your book. Yes. So how is your book different than the Thrive Program? <laughs> well, if the 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 program is a deep extension <clears throat> of the book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did create my program from the book where, mm-hmm. of course, the book gives 20 principles um, on things you need to divorce yourself from. So I always tell people, let's look beyond a legal divorce here. Let's, let's talk about the mindset, the emotions, the story that you tell yourself, your, mm-hmm. your perspective on things, your mm-hmm. inability to forgive, how you view being single um, oh, now that yeah. you're no longer married. Like These are the things that I, I hear very often, and so I just felt the need to give maybe 20 principles on things they need to detach themselves from in addition to just the legal part of it all, right? Because it's this thing of, well, once I divorce them, my, my, my life will be better. And I'm not going to lie, there may be some relief there. I'm not here to debate that. Yeah. But living a thriving life, that has to be intentional. Yeah. So do you think your program, for the, tw- the Thrive Program um, or the 20 Principles are best tackled once the divorce the legal part of the process is over when's the best time to start your process mm, I would say going through my program I would say um if if I can be completely honest 
the the program is accelerated so when people are just going through a divorce their emotions might be very intense where the focus may not be there it's more about I may not necessarily work with people from a 12-week perspective, but there may be some other additional work we can do, like accountability coaching. The goal is to really get you a little bit more stabilized, mm-hmm. more so than anything. I still think you need some level of help because we don't want you to respond or react emotionally, especially if you're working with a lawyer, you're making some big decisions. You need someone who's unbiased and not emotionally invested. Right. So that way we can see things objectively. So I do think some form of coaching or even therapy will still be beneficial. But I give a lot of thought process work that you might not necessarily be in a headspace to actually do. And that's important to me, too, because I don't want people wasting money or time. And Mm -hmm. so if we can just, you know, if I can just hold you accountable on a Mm -hmm. weekly basis where I'm, I'm we're checking you're checking in with me and we're on you know, probably more on a one-on-one basis, you know, to answer any questions, see how you're doing, making sure you're self-caring yourself, you know, just doing the basics for now because your life may have drastically changed in ways that you probably just can't wrap your head around going through my program. Yeah. You're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. You're just not ready. And that's okay. But Mm -hmm. what we can do is not be alone. That's what Mm -hmm. scares me the most is or, you know, concerns me when people are alone and and think that nobody understands. Yeah. And um, you still have to get your kids up in the morning. You still have to pay these bills. You still got to go to work. You may still have to run a business. Yeah. Life doesn't stop. And so having support is still needed, just maybe in a different way. Yes. Right. Now I can see what you provide is very valuable and useful and and necessary. Um, for people, it's a very traumatic time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the most traumatic times people go through, other than you know, a death mm-hmm. in the family, right? Yeah. So, accepting the reality of divorce is one way of step putting the first step forward and working toward your creating the new life, right? Well, you know, it, it may not be the first thing that people see just yet. I think it's a process to accept the reality. And I think that comes with some maybe going to leaving the ideal and coming into the realization of things. And that takes some work Mm -hmm. because sometimes um, when we're focused on the idea, we could be focused on what it could be, what we wanted to be, what we wish it would have been. We could be romanticizing an untrue Mm -hmm. outcome and getting people to get from there to logic is um, it can take some work because that's how powerful the mind is. It can make you believe anything you want to believe, you know. It's true. And as long as you stay attached to the story, that may not necessarily align with the outcome. You'll never allow yourself to break free from it all. So it does take some transitioning with a level of logic so you can get to the point of accepting the reality of things, being mindful of what we're telling ourselves. Because some people are very, you know, making that covenant is a real thing. Um, Breaking it is hard. Um, Mm -hmm. for quite a few reasons Mm -hmm. however we got to give ourselves permission to face the reality of what happens so we can get Mm -hmm. to a place of peace Mm -hmm. Um, and so we can now say how you know make purposeful choices on moving forward because you Mm -hmm. can stay stuck when you stay stuck in that story you stay stuck in the the right and so you might not move and embrace what could be yeah yeah 
No, you have to be open to the change. And I say, you know, I have a couple of philosophies. Change is good is a philosophy of mine. Now, you know, don't, not everyone likes change. But I think it, I think yeah. it's good. You know, we live uh, how long we live, you know, 80, 90 years. It'd be nice not to do the same thing the entire time. Correct. You know? And I think that's that's so huge that you said that because, you know, I was reading that the average woman lives to see 86. That's the average woman. And, of course, we've seen mm-hmm. women live longer than that, right? Mm-hmm. And to stop living at 50 60 it's yeah. like you have decades in you yeah yeah you know yep, for sure mm-hmm. I'm actually hosting um 12 women in their 60s um to talk about the next the next 30 oh, so that's gonna be great next month yeah I'm really looking forward to it <laughs> yeah yeah I like that's, that. that theme you know, how we're gonna make decisions uh, about the next 30 years and how how we're gonna make because we're it's like we're in our 20s again right right making decisions about what we want to do next yeah and knowing that you have the power to do so yeah Yeah. this is not all divorced women either it's all uh you know women of of generally the same age but not all same marital status okay that's great yeah i know we get to make choices back to your point yeah back to your wise point You're very wise. Thank you. All right. Well, how can people reach you if they want to enroll and thrive or get your book or be on your podcast? My website, tanyacarter.com. You can go there and find everything. My book. Um, Mm -hmm. You can go to my divorceyourstorybook.com is where you can go directly to the book. Um, But tanyacarter.com is where you find everything. My social media handles, um, information about my podcast and, Mm -hmm. and all the things. So. Yeah, everything, Tanya Carter. <laughs> yeah. You are everything. Well, you're very wise, and I really appreciate the time you gave us today to explain your philosophies and your programs, because I sincerely they're enormously valuable, and I'm thinking of a client right now who might benefit from them. <laughs> yeah, thank you so, so much. I, um, yeah. I will be doing the program. will start in January. I do work with people one-on-one mm-hmm. um, on a one-on-one basis as well. Some people just like one-on-one better. At times, yeah. they just want to work with me personally, and that's yeah. fine. So I do that, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you charge hourly for that, I imagine? No, I have a flat rate. It okay. just depends on how long we're going to work together. Yeah. Um, you know, but normally I just do like a flat rate of everything that it includes. I mean, you do get more from me in terms of more of me, but mm-hmm. there is a different rate with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's great. Good. Yeah. You're flexible. Yeah, not everybody likes to talk in a group. Or expose themselves in a group. So yeah. it would be nice. It's nice that you have the one-on-one option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Well, today I've been speaking with Tanya Carter, T-O-N-Y-A, by the way, not T-A-N. Um, and it's been great. So she has a podcast and a book and a program called Thrive. And I encourage you to get in touch with her. Thanks so much, Tanya. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.